Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the first Wrestle Ramble Podcast of 2019. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a happy new year to you all, and a happy new year to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I've, I've had a long break, mm-hmm. a relaxing break, a lot of running. That doesn't Lo- sound that relaxing. It was, uh, it, it was relaxing, so there'll be half hour to an hour burst of activity, and then the rest of the day would be writhing in agony. But that would be horizontal, whether it be on the sofa, watching stuff on TV, or in the bath. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say overall very relaxing. Okay. Well, what, about, what about you? Uh, well, I did a lot of um, travelling, really, I suppose. I, I went, excuse me, I went to my in-laws uh, on Christmas Eve, actually the day before Christmas Eve, uh, and then I had to come back here to do uh, the news episode. Uh, and then I was there over Christmas, then went up to Herefordshire to stay with my parents up until New Year's Eve, then went to Tunbridge Wells on New Year's Eve to have New Year's with my friends, and then finally back to my house. So I'd actually been in my house for like 10 or so days. It had been a long time since I'd been home. And it was quite nice yesterday to sort of like go into your own house, go into your own kitchen, get into your own bed and, and things like that. So yeah, so I've been away for a long time. That sounds awful. It was great. I was, uh, so we, we did two days at Anna's, my girlfriend's parents, and then two days at my parents. I couldn't get home soon enough. Oh, I could have, I, I could missed have spent everything. More, I, could I have brought spent my more own pillow there. with me <laughs> because Anna's family have rubbish pillows. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're the worst. So I brought my own pillow with me. So that was my own little bit of home. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I like where I, I like my comfort. I like my internet speeds. <laughs> I like my Nintendo Switch. On which I play Pokemon, mm-hmm. uh, eight hours a day. Uh, on on that actually, because we uh, actually no, I'll bring that up in the in the outro. I think so we've got a present that was sent to us after we recorded the Christmas mm. episode, so we we couldn't get to it. But I suppose how was because your first Christmas not at your parents or yeah. with your parents? How how was it? How did you find it? So how do you open presents? Do you so you, you're you're a you're a family and you yeah walk me through. Um, so my mother will usually play the the Santa role and too, she, mu- too much detail. Oh no, that's I thought you were gonna say play the what music was gonna be on the No, the, no, no. Okay, carry on. We'll play the Santa on, she will hand out presents and then you will just open up the presents and you'll be like, Oh, this is lovely, thank you very much. And then you just all go until the presents are, are done with. 
and it's a one by one thing um yeah sometimes sometimes we could be like you know you can all have a present each and now you open it and you all say oh lovely this that and the other yeah so at anna's you all you're just given the presents and you just open them and afterwards you go oh thanks for my presents there's no like pomp and circumstance after no, each gift no it's just like everyone opens like say you've got three presents and there's five of you you will all open those three presents not watching anyone else and just like ah, oh, thanks for those i was baffled <laughs> i was i was shocked i was appalled and my house it takes i rang my parents at midday on that day like happy merry christmas and i said what did you guys get and they went oh we're still opening the presents because our turn-based system takes <laughs> so long yeah. and uh, they'd started at they'd started at half 10 they still had they wouldn't have been finished to about two that's that's too long to be opening presents. There's like presents are the best thing. No, it's not. Sitting down and watching films with your, your family—that's that's the best part of Christmas. Presents giving and receiving. So you need it's like you think, know, yeah, and the giving presents is also very nice. That's all in also, the same thing. But like eating dinner is also there as well. That's good. By the way, best roast I've ever had for Christmas this year. Yeah, it was great. So nice. Tell me how little meat was in it. Well, it was done. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it was my yeah, first yeah. vegetarian yeah, Christmas, yeah. but it was. Just, oh, it was awesome. That's such a nice Christmas meal. But I and you might be able to hear um, listeners. But I woke up on Christmas Day with a pretty awful cold. I was all really bunged up, and I forgot to switch off my alarm. So my alarm went off at, at half past five to wake me up, and then I was like, "Oh no!" And then I was all bunged up, and then I couldn't get back to sleep. So I was awake from like half past five on Christmas Day until about nine o'clock when everyone else started to like wake up and stir. So I was just lying in bed. There's only so often you can like refresh Twitter in bed before you're like, I'm, I'm terribly bored now. and I, just, I want people to get up. I just did that naturally through excitement. Excitement was my clock on, you, on yeah. Christmas Day. I got up around seven and this was in someone else's house. I was like, <laughs> well, no one's going to be up for an hour and a half. But Lemmings had just come out for the phone. <laughs> Have you? I used to love Lemmings as a kid. Loved Lemmings when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah I used and to it, play on the Commodore a lot. Exactly. Oh, excuse me. And it popped up as an app. It's one just a, just a horrible model where you have to pay for stuff as you go along. But you can, if you only play it for in a certain way, a certain mm. very limited way, you can you can play Lemmings. So I've just played Lemmings for about ninety minutes. Well, that, if I'd have known that, I should have really gone to look see if I could find some games to yeah. play. Because I wanted, I was going to watch some YouTube videos, but my headphones were on the other side of the room, and I didn't want to get up and like disturb my my wife uh, from like getting out of bed because she can be quite a light sleeper. And I didn't want her to like stir or anything it's like Christmas that. Christmas Day, man, you can you can get people up as early as you want. No, no, I was um, I was Christmas quite Day. <laughs> I did. I just I start. What I do is I just start moving around a lot and, go, and going. <laughs> Oh, I, I stroke I straight Anna's head like, oh, you're sleeping, oh, yeah. until she wakes up. Right. Because it looks like I'm doing a nice thing, yeah. but actually I'm bored <laughs> and I want to open my presents. Uh, did you get anything nice? What did Santa bring you for Christmas? Of course, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want Eevee because although I'm very comfortable with my gender and sexuality, I feel like Eevee's a bit feminine. Hmm. I, that's what that's on me. I thought you were just saying because it just seems a bit rubbish. And Pikachu, like he's getting his own movie Pikachu's in, in awesome. 2019. Like Eevee's not getting a movie. <laughs> no. Eevee wasn't even in the trailer. I, I got. I, a, I don't know what an Eevee is, by the way. I'm not, I don't really know Pokemon. It's an adorable fox-like creature that can evolve into several different things. Oh, speaking based of... on the moonstones. <laughs> 
speaking of adorable creatures, when we go to a board game corner tomorrow on the NXT review podcast, oh man, I played a brilliant, brilliant board game, a worker placement game uh, with cute fuzzy creatures. Okay, so I, one of the one of the presents I got was a board game from Santa. Oh, tell me more. Tell and me more. Santa for this thing here is my mum, mm-hmm. and like my mum's taste in board games is different to mine i think hers is more drunken fun games mine would be you know how much spice yes how much spice can i trade oh, with intergalactic yes, territory tell me all about it and uh it's got a game called tiny hands hmm you heard of it no i haven't heard of no this i one. don't think it's in any of our wheelhouses but apparently it's all the rage back in hextable <laughs> where where my family go drinking okay and it's uh it's exactly what you think it would be if i, t- if I, if I google tiny hands it's going to be pictures of Tiny, just for tiny hands game. Game, yeah. They're these little plastic hands, probably about two inches in length, yeah. and you pull your sleeves over them, and you yep, hold. That's they've, what they've, I found, yep. they've got sticks underneath the hand models, and you yeah. hold those. So it looks like when you pull your cuffs over your real hands that you have tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like you, you pick, uh, like there's a dial, and it depends what actions you have to do, and the actions would be like. Use a pen, holding these, by using these tiny hands, pick up a pen, hit this ball, and you've got to get it within this circle. Yeah. It's hilarious <laughs> watching people do this. It's, and, and you've got two options because if you spin the dial, you can land on tiny hands and an action, or tinier hands. <laughs> and the tinier hands are so much more difficult. Yeah, so that's uh, that was my board game. What did oh. you get for Crimbo? Uh, my wife got me tickets to go see The Lion King in on uh, well, I'm on the Broadway in the West End because I've never seen it. Mm. So, and I've always wanted to go and see it. You haven't accidentally. Oh. Alexa did not accidentally just start playing the uh, the the Lion King soundtrack there. That was just Ollie Davis. Um, so I got I got that which I'm very very excited about. We've got an air fryer so we can uh, make chips with only a tiny slither of of oil. Um, What's an air fryer? It's an air fryer is basically a way to like make um, crack hydrogen fried fried food without actually using oil. Okay. Or like with, with like a tiny slithering amount of oil. Uh, I got a lot of gin, um, lots of gin glasses actually five gin glasses. Um, I got I got one for my wife. And we independently got two each. So we've got loads of gin glasses in our house, various types of gins, lots of different tonics. Um, so it was very much a gin-heavy mm. Christmas, which was delightful, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I got lots of like just little, lots of little nice things. I had a very, very good haul uh, from my folks, a couple of good books, uh, and some games, um, including Street Fighter Five for the PlayStation. And I'm. Um, perhaps I'm just rubbish with games. And I don't really understand games in, in the sort of the modern era. But I, I, I put it into the system, and it was like you need to do an update. And I was like, but that's to be expected. You know, the game's quite old at this point. It's probably got quite a few updates I'd imagine to do, and it updated quite quickly. And I was like, oh, lovely. And then I went to play it, and it said you need to have. Uh, you can't do this with without network features. I was like, don't really know what that means. I mean, I'm not looking to play it online, but I guess so. Um, so I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just. Um, say yeah download that and then i come up saying it was going to take 99 hours and my parents internet's very good and i was like are you sure this is going to take 99 hours can i just play the game and it said that you could just play the game without it but i went in there the roster was very small and it reminded me of when i really struggled to install wwe 2k 
17 which had been uh, supplied to us by 2k games and they just gave us an online code you could download it from and every time i installed every time i went to play it i didn't realize that the whole thing hadn't installed so i only had a roster of like six people and i'm, I'm not sure now whether or not i've just got like a very an unins an not full version of the game which only got like eight characters to choose from or whether i'm meant to do this big network update thing so i can unlock all the other characters uh, so i don't know we're in danger of sounding old laurie knows this like no, he knows how all the video game stuff works. But he's not here today, so I can't ask him. But but yeah, it's like I pay I pay so much money, I pay so much money for this game. Why is it not all in the box? <laughs> Why is it so difficult for me to just play the game? Yeah. That's all I want to do. I'm not asked about playing it online. And Street Fighter Five has got some very dirty tactics in there because it was like one of those games where you can buy deal you can unlock all the dlc in the game you don't have to pay the buy the dlc but if you want to unlock it it's going to take you hours and hours and hours because we're going to give you very small increments amount of money so it feels like you're making progress but actually you're making no progress whatsoever and it would just be quicker for you to buy the dlc but they've also got this new thing now we were talking about this on the podcast last year where they start putting in-game sponsorship on like the character's clothing which you can turn off but if you turn it off, then your actual the increments that you in, you get are going to be even smaller. So you have if you want to like actually unlock characters, you really should turn on the in-game advertising, which really feels like a dirty, dirty tactic. For I just want to play a game and unlock things. I don't want to have to like be part of a sponsorship deal. Well, a, a good haul then, a good a haul that you're totally haul. happy with. I'm and we've so got one happy. more present after the. In the outro. We certainly have indeed. We've got uh, presents to uh, open. We've got some emails, um, including uh, one from uh, a fellow who has got a title, an email title that you're going to be very interested, called Bathroom Controversy Continues. <laughs> so all that and more in the outro portion of this podcast. But first, we're going to be talking about an episode of SmackDown that we enjoyed. We did enjoy this episode, but we do start off with, you know, not criticism, just a suggestion. Here's the show. Happy New Year, sir. And a happy new year to you. It is the future of 2019. I don't feel like it's the future. I feel like 2020. Now, that feels like a future year because that's where Marvel announced Phase 3 up until. Well, 2019 I, feels just I, a transitionary year. I always felt that uh, 2015 was like the most future point we'll ever reach. So I think really now, like everything just feels like the most standard thing ever. Mm. It just feels like it's just another year. But it's a new era it is of a, a year. It is a, a it is a quote new era. Yeah. So so first off, we did really enjoy this episode of SmackDown. Very much so. As as will become apparent throughout the whole review. But we are kicking off with a slight change, a bit of fantasy booking, because I think as much as I enjoyed the five way main event, and it was awesome. Yes. Yeah, so that's AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Mustafa Ali, and Samoa Joe. It's one of those matches where you put those five in the ring, and it's impossible to have a bad match or a match that's not fun to watch. Yeah, there's so many different dynamics they can play off, and they did play off. Like, the, there was an awesome stare down between Orton and Joe. Like, who's the more sadistic heel here? Yeah. And there was a it's great bit with Ali and Rey Mysterio as well. Yeah, it's, oh, sorry, I, I don't want to cut you off there. It was, it's interesting that you, you did, say. Though. I, I did. I'm, I'm starting the year New off. New Year's right. resolution. <laughs> Stop talking over Ali. <laughs> I, um, that's generally not one of my New Year's resolutions. If anything, it's to talk over you more. Um, it's it's interesting you say it was like a stand down because it almost felt to me just like, hey, if we join forces, we could lay waste to this whole mm. place. Yeah, that's, that, that was the kind of the reading I got from it. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's another great. There's loads of interpretations yeah. of this, uh, but 
it would, and it was so fast-paced. I feel like Five Ways got a bad rep last year, or just mm. multi-man matches, because that was the first six months of the year when WWE didn't want to do good booking and not want to beat anyone. So they just had these meaningless five-person matches every month or every week on Raw and SmackDown. But to see it here, after we haven't had one for a while, we're like, oh my god, it's so fast-paced and fun because there's no let-up of action. Exactly. I mean, in my review, I said it was, it's 10 to 15 minutes of moves yeah. and spots and greatness and near falls and stuff. And I, 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 had a bloody, I had a blast watching it. But I would argue that there's also a lot of character and story within it as well. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, you know, the, the Ali Ray Mysterio bit was the most spine-tingling handshake for me. That's great character work. But... Here comes in the, the you could have done it a bit, bit better. Yeah, because like before the year ran out of 2018, the McMahons came out on Raw and said, we're in a new era. You're going to see new faces and fresh matches and this, that and the other. And I don't know, man, just having AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan again at the Royal Rumble really feels like the antithesis of that. Yeah, totally. They said that and everyone was really excited me most so because as went up on Cultaholic over the weekend I I was saying months ago when that was recorded automatic rematch clauses they've got to go it's, it's just a, a crux for bad booking yes and the, thankfully it did go but I think it's just gone in name because a lot of these feuds are just continuing it wasn't so much the automatic rematch clause I had an issue with that's like more of a symptom of the underlying problem, which is WWE just booking the same match over and over again and prolonging these feuds when really you should be interweaving in and out of different competitors and opponents. Yeah. AJ Styles, for example, last year only faced, what, three people for the WWE Championship? In was... pay-per-view things. Yeah, yeah in pay-per-view yeah. things, yeah, was, which was Joe, Nakamura, and one match against Rusev. Yeah. And Bru- okay, so four then. So that's four across 12 months. Which doesn't seem like that's a very small number for the amount of months that is. So, it, I, and I, I'm completely with you. Like the, the automatic rematch clause really was like that was the, the problem, but there was a bigger problem that was underneath that, which is like, well, you're in a feud now, so that's the next three months worth of pay per views already booked for us. We don't actually have to think about much more than this. And so when they, you had these five guys in there with AJ, and I thought, well, of those five, AJ's the least likely to win. Because this is a new era, and we're going for new faces and fresh matchups. And so I was just slightly disappointed that AJ then won. Not disappointed because their match at TLC was so good. So I know I'm going to get a good match. But on the, the other side of that coin, I'd have also got a really great match if it was Brian and Ali. I'd have got a great match if it was Brian and Ray. I'd have got a great match if it was Brian and Randy. Like, there's, there's loads of... There's always great matches in any of the five there. I feel like you died a little bit inside when you just <laughs> said Brian and Randy. You're like, and who... Oh, I don't want to say it, but you said everyone else's name. I think, no, I think that Brian and Randy would have a great match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. But they're both heels. Awesome, but they're both heels. Uh, the... I, I agree. I think, especially with this whole route that they're taking AJ's character with the McMahon, the, weird, the quite weird thing, but it, it's, it is a thing and it is intriguing. But is it a thing, though? What, Vince McMahon? Or Vince McMahon. See, yeah, last week on the I show... I like that, it hit me. So Vince McMahon on this show that we didn't review, we didn't watch last week. I, I didn't watch the Christmas show whatsoever. Um, so... They did this segment where Vince was trying to get AJ to show this real animalistic side of him. And AJ punched him down and Vince is like, oh yeah, pal, I felt good. I I feel alive. I feel alive. Good man. I'm going to get that kid a push. And then 
on this show, AJ walks into the McMahon's dressing room and he's like, you're not going to like this. You're going to wish you never asked for this animalistic side of me. And then in this match, it just felt like he was regular old AJ. No, I feel at like he start, wrestled as a heel. I don't uh, think so at well, all. Well, not so much as a heel, but he did go after people and he was quite rabid. Uh, it was only the fantastic Samoa Joe Urinagi through oh, the announcer's so table oh, that, that took him out. And then he came back at the end. Yeah, it's, it's, but, but by the by, they, I just didn't... I feel like that AJ's story at the moment is somewhere else. Yeah. Not with the, the, the Brian stuff. Yeah. And it's just Mustafa Ali had so much momentum off of his SmackDown live introduction and like immediately in the main event. And what you want to do, especially at the start of someone's momentum like that, is keep it going. You don't want to start chipping away at it and go, okay, well now you'll be in this match underneath that. And then they become slowly settle into the mid card and they solidify out. I think they've got a chance here with Ali, uh, a much needed sort of diverse chance with Ali that they don't seem to foster that much. So they should capitalize on it. But the larger thing, just the story throughout the night I think is a bit psychologically backwards because it was only four guys in this five that were announced yes no reasons why or why the fifth one was a mystery person it, it that was, I could figure out it was a, a show taped in advance I guess yeah like that, that seems to be the only reason why I thought that it was this way because it was like oh, we, we're taping this ahead of time because we're going to get a lousy rating so let's not really mm. try let's not try too hard anyway but it was fun it was fun it was a fun show so it was AJ, Randy, Ray, and Ali that were already announced for. Who, who knows? And it was the last spot was to be decided by Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe at the start of the night. So usually when people wrestle twice in a night, best example probably ever, or up there at least, Brian at WrestleMania 30. Exactly. Having to defeat Triple H to get into the main event where he won against Randy and Batista. So you've got this real underdog story. You've got, you want the baby face to have to overcome the odds of wrestling multiple times in the night, and then he still wins. What a hero. Uh, but they didn't. They did that with a heel. <laughs> they did that with Samoa Joe. And there was, it was just kind of, there was no point. It didn't play into the finish. Yeah. Like it was just, Joe won the match and then like beat Jeff and uh, Jeff Hardy in the opener and then was just in the five way. Mm. And then, and then that was it. Yeah, as you say, whereas like if you'd have done that with Ali at the start of the night, so Ali had to earn his place into it, despite the fact he pinned the WWE championship uh, ch championship. He actually pinned the championship. Yeah. He laid it down and then and then like pinned it. And he pinned the champion as well and, and beat Andrade last week in the pre-taped Christmas episode. So as you say, he's on that momentum already. You probably could have just got away with saying he's earned his spot to become, you know, to be the number one contender by beating Brian. But, you know, we want to give everyone a chance. So then you tell that story of like, oh, he's got to earn even more of a chance. here. He's got to beat someone in the opening match, maybe even someone like a Samoa Joe, where you can have that real sadistic son of a bitch that he's got to beat, and then overcome the odds of beating four other guys in the main event, mirroring that Daniel Bryan storyline at WrestleMania to then face Daniel Bryan wow. at the Royal Rumble. I like that. And that plays off Ali's promo with Bryan mm. when he debuted on SmackDown, which is just like, we used to look up to guys like you because you were the underdog and we're all those underdogs right here. Luke, let me add another layer. Please do. The whole idea is that Bryan has decided, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to take the shortcuts uh, because the old way wasn't working for me. Yeah. I'm going to take the shortcuts to the championship. Whereas that, here's Ali saying, no, I'm going to do it the way you originally did it. Yes. The morally good way. And I'm going to beat you at your own game. It's the ultimate story of good overcoming evil. I wouldn't have him win. Nope. But, but, but this is the other thing. The Royal Rumble 
is a, a unique pay-per-view in that the gimmick match is so strong, people are going to buy it. You you don't unless you've got like a Rock versus Punk match announced all those years ago, you're not going to get people buy it. like this is a good pay-per-view to build guys in title matches that won't win. And, and it you, won't really yeah. take away from anything. And you've got your stars guaranteed to be on the show because you know there are 60 people in royal rumble matches so you're going to like the other uh, matches that were sort of teased on this show was like asuka's looking for her new contender this is kind of like the other little bugbear i had against the, the the quote new era of wwe when it was like her three title contenders are charlotte becky lynch and uh, carmella who were the three people who were fighting over the championship last year like you know asuka's already had these matches she had horrible matches with Carmella of all people. She and then they had the match with with Charlotte and Lynch at the in at TLC. So what, rather than have those three in a title match, why don't you put them in the Rumble and you could have someone different? Maybe Nikki Cross, for example. Mm. Debut. These people, these faces that are on their way to WWE, but are, are taking their sweet time yeah. in in getting their way here. Well, it's a long way. <laughs> it's a long way to WWE, well, the and then yeah. there's the road to WrestleMania. Well, they started in Florida, mm. and they've been just chasing them around. They're like. Sweetums in the yeah. original Muppet movie, just constantly chasing after Kermit and Fozzie Bear. Well, as we all know, when you get called up to the main roster, there's a certain element of hazing. So <laughs> they just always tell the call-ups, one yep. city behind, oh. ha-ha, and, and we'll run your video packages this <laughs> Again. Week. And then you'll weirdly get heat for the hazes <laughs> on you. But that's, you'll we, get the rub <laughs> for all the hazing. But we did enjoy this episode. Yeah. I just think that the story of Mustafa Ali, like even if you don't have him win the five-way, like at the very least, like just fundamental, back to basic stuff. Ali should be earning his spot in the five way, winning, and then losing or winning there yeah. to tell the underdog story. He, maybe he gets he gets like the pin. He hits the 054, but then gets screwed by someone else who steals the yeah, pin, pushes him out exactly, yeah. and Classic steals the Miz pin. move exactly. Yeah, or a Randy or, or a Joe or someone like that, and you can then set up this heel versus heel match at the Rumble, which I I, I don't think is the worst thing in the world, and. Like yeah, and then, and I think that then sort of furthers the the Ali character. But as it is, Ali pinned the WWE champion, beat Andrade last week, and then just lost here. Like where, where's his direction now? Was he pinned? No, he, he wasn't, wasn't pinned. pinned. Randy, no, was, Randy pinned. was pinned. So yes. so it's it's protected. He just, yes. he's protected. But it could have been. This was very he much. He did have a near fall though. Yeah, this was very much a static week for Ali. Yeah, but it could have been a huge push. So that's that's where our grievance comes in. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just remember, we, we liked we liked this episode. Before you get into your keyboards going like, they hate these episodes, they're so negative. No, it's a new era of wrestle talk. Where yes. we have to just yeah, keep yeah, reminding yeah. everyone that we like a show, just to you know, just to make sure everyone's aware. Yeah, but we do. We you know, sometimes we will talk and criticize, like sometimes in good ways, sometimes in yeah. bad ways, where they could have improved. Yeah, it's kind of when you watch a review show. Generally, what happens? Well, it's funny enough, actually, someone tweeted us yesterday. Uh, someone who watches the shows, I'd imagine just the review. I don't know if he watches the the ramble, so I apologise if he was looking for a shout out here. But he actually went through all of our ratings for Raw and SmackDown shows, and like, and what we graded them. And do you know, fifty percent of the SmackDown shows I uh, last year I scored, I scored four or five, four or five. That's fifty percent. That's half of the shows last year I said were either SmackTastic or SmackDown. Well. Your two mistakes there uh, uh, are criticising it too much when it's good and also 50, 50% of the time you're saying it's bad. Well, no, 50% of the other times I'm saying it's three out of five. It's Smack- fine. Smackdown is 100% good all the time. It is an infallible <laughs> sorry, yes, show. Sorry, we've got, and, I've and forgot you, that fact. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, That's you're my wrong, error. You're wrong half the time. <laughs> uh, so this episode of Smackdown, which was, very as good. we've said, pre-recorded, <laughs> very good was pre-recorded uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, so I didn't know this mm. until about halfway through the show when they did when Becky Lynch came out for the John Cena thing. I was like, ah, I've seen pictures of this. I had no idea that it actually they, they'd pre-taped an episode. I just saw a picture of John Cena and Becky Lynch. I thought it was from a house show or something. Yeah, I uh, well, I I didn't. I I knew it was pre-recorded, but I kind of forgot when I started watching it this morning. It wasn't, but it was pretty early on when I saw people on their phones. In the like a lot of people on their phones in the audience, and the sound of WrestleMania. Whoa! Yeah, we love the new day. Ha ha ha! That was a funny joke. When everyone you can see on camera is just bored. Everyone else. Now, what are they doing? They're taking notes to send to Dave Meltzer later yes, for the, uh, the, re- the the taping report. Um, so this was a pre-recorded show. Uh, some of the crowd noise was Sweeping. suspect. <laughs> <laughs> but it, are, you I thought, acu- are you accusing more Roman Reigns plants? Hey, but this was a very good show and we enjoyed it. <laughs> so it kicked off with the New Day coming out. I would argue they were on the good side of annoying <laughs> this week. But can anyone explain to me why Biggie was dressed up as a baby? I don't know why it seems to work. But the sash nappy, which is a diaper in American, and a top hat. Is is a classic sort of debaucherous celebration outfit. Is it? Yeah, and sometimes a monocle as well. Oh, well, 
I didn't see that in Attack of the Adult Babies, I'll be honest yeah. with you. That's all I could think about. <clears throat> I don't think... Like Biggie has jumped the shark with 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 outfits long ago, so this is this is on the the, the lower side of yeah. of crazy. Things. But they came out to essentially make pop culture references and and talk about memes that you might recognise and then pop for, and thought, and they were very good. It was very funny, yeah. Uh, so they 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 all announced they're in the Royal Rumble match. Mm. So, but more importantly, they're freebirding it. So, if one of them wins the rumble, they're all—they've mm. all won the rumble. But they had this great line where they said, "And they'll go for the WWE title or the Universal title." I don't know if the Universal Champion's going to show up, though. Of course, making fun of Brock Lesnar. But then, even better than Xavier's line was Kofi kind of doing this passive-aggressive, <laughs> laughing but actually really furious <laughs> rant. About how you know that's fine. You know, I've been here every day. I show up every day for work. I've been here for years. I never get a title <laughs> shot, and then you have to calm him down. It was very well performed. It was very well performed, and yeah, Biggie uh, did the the Steiner maths promo. Yeah. So hopefully now we'll get a Scott Steiner appearance at the Royal Rumble <gasps> surprise appearance in face off against Big E. That's no Steiner hates WWE. <laughs> I just thought that might be possible. Yeah. He hates Triple H. I thought he hated Hulk Hogan. He hates a lot of people. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, he despises Triple H and Stephanie. Oh, yes. Yeah, like that's recent interviews I've heard with him. He'll somehow find a way to bury both of them (laughs) in any interview he does. Yeah, but in all fairness, so did uh, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn. Yeah, they still got employed. Years later, I feel like they and they all—they so buried them though. In like their first interviews that they did, maybe they was they cooled off a little bit. But like their first interviews where they were calling, like Billy Gunn called him a no good mother effer mm. in one of his interviews. Steiner's not known for cooling off. <laughs> he has definitely stayed at eleven with all his venom yep. towards the McMahons. Uh, but they, yeah, they did all that, and then they do some New Year's resolution gags about not eating pancakes. This somehow led. To them introducing Jeff Hardy. Well, yeah, that's it. I didn't quite know what the point of this segment was at first. Because... And, and at the end of it, I still don't really know what the point of it was. Well, I sat back and I thought, okay, so this was what Paige would normally do. As a general manager, <laughs> you come out and you say, hey, this is the show we've got in store for you guys. I'm the kayfabe authority here. These are the matches I've booked. Let's have a fun New Year's. Oh, and the New Day have come down. We have a bit of banter. Here's your first match. It's going to be a great SmackDown New Era. Hashtag buzzword. But they don't have authority figures anymore. Apart from the McMahons. Apart from the McMahons, <laughs> who are definitely authority <laughs> figures. But they, they don't get in-ring promos. Maybe that's what they meant. They've gotten rid of authority figures with in-ring... But they, had a, they announced it in an in-ring promo. So, and Triple H had an in-ring promo on Raw, I think. I've not watched the show, but uh, oh, I, I think yeah. he had one with Seth. Um, that's yes, the other he thing did, well. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, granted, I've not seen that set. Have you watched the set thing? I've watched all the clips on YouTube. Oh, awesome. Well, you've done more than I have. <laughs> Did the Is the Seth Triple H thing a bit like the Vince AJ thing? There are kind of parallels, yeah, in that we want to see more from you. Yeah. Uh, like, really blaming the performers <laughs> <laughs> for not being... It, it is weird that, yeah. that the McMahons are like, oh, no, it's the performers who are the problem. Well, that's it. Do you remember me laugh? You know when... Um, it accidentally got announced that it was Carmella, uh, Asuka versus Becky Lynch for the Rumble because they had decided that was the match, and but they hadn't told the main events team during yeah. the editing process that we weren't doing that match anymore. So it, the main event editing team had that graphic in there and had the commentators announce the match. Do you see who got blamed for it, though? It's Paige. 
Paige had to put out a tweet saying like, oh, sorry, I tried to make a match, but it's not oh, happening yeah, anymore. That's my fault. And I was like, she's been Baron Corbin. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't the McMahons that made an error in not telling the main event team that they changed their mind. No, it was Paige's fault because she, just, she had the audacity to try and make her match. She'll likely get real life heat <laughs> off of a storyline heat just because of that. And uh, it's a, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so I, yeah, I guess that they were just here to kind of like, as you say, kick off the show, mm-hmm. kind of get everyone a little bit warmed up. Um, I actually thought at one point, because Biggie started hyping the five way and saying that these two guys are going to be facing off each other. I thought Biggie was going to enter himself into the match and make it a triple threat. Well, that's that's it. Yeah. yeah I, and, I, then, I, and then, uh, to, you know, the winner going on. I was trying to I was trying to work through how this connected to the next match, which was Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe. And I was, I was like, well, I guess they're baby faces. They were the WrestleMania hosts. This is kind years of years ago. Years ago, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I was, I was clutching at straws. And I guess that kind of makes sense. You could have them as the hosts of shows if you've not got authority figures. When you have got authority figures, they're called the McMahons. But then, like the new day didn't play into the match. And after Joe and Hen- uh, Hendry Hardy was done, <laughs> Joe and Hardy was done. I was just like. That's bad Chekhov gunning. Yeah. Like, usually when you have something on screen, it's because it's foreshadowing them playing into stuff later on. And that doesn't always, like, pan out because that that's called a red herring. It's a, a swerve. But this was just like a... Yeah. I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it, though. <laughs> it was just... It meant it was for nothing. It would yeah. be nice to have substance to the style. And then uh, Samoa Joe beat uh, Jeff Hendry in a match. Um, mm, Jeff Hendry! <laughs> it was... It was Oh, it was it was a, a fine little match. It was a, a basic. I called it in the review. I thought it was just there to set up the match that was going to be happening later on. Yeah, basic <laughs> yeah. match. Uh, I, I thought uh, so. The finish, I like the finish. Really the fish like the finish. was good. So, and most of it was the shrink screen ad break deal. But Jeff Hardy hit the swanton. But Joe rolls out the ring. Jeff Hardy goes after him. Joe locks in the Kikina clutch. Teases the count out. But Jeff breaks it. Joe locks in the Kikina clutch. Again. Yeah, it would have been better if it was Ali. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and it was. Uh, they also showed a recap of last week's episode where um, Jeff kind of sort of lost his cool mm. and attacked Samoa Joe, but that wasn't really played up here either. No, no. The Joe Hardy feud has had good bits, but yeah, I'm not. I'm, really not really, I'm not really into it. No, I, I think that Joe's had some really, really good yeah. promo work. I mean, like the Joe Cheers thing, I thought was was great. But it, it felt like, and to be honest, with this match, I'd almost forgotten about all of that mm. Joe stuff he'd done last year because this felt like just a match on SmackDown. Yeah. It's a bit like when Rusev and English had that like 30-second squash match. It's like, well, I completely forgot that this was actually a feud between two former tag team partners. Yeah. Uh, we got the AJ Styles-Vince McMahon recap uh, after this where... AJ punched Vince. Was it? I think it was to close the show. It was probably because Vince told him that the earth isn't flat. (laughs) And you've got Shane McMahon and Vince talking backstage about, and Shane's like, are you sure you want the real AJ Styles? And Vince is like, I want the real AJ Styles. And then AJ walks in and says, you've unlocked the real AJ Styles. And Vince's like, I want the real AJ Styles. (laughs) And then AJ walks off and I'm like, what is going on here? (laughs) This was so weird. Even Stone Cold Steve Austin's fallen over on the desk. It was just, it was bizarre. Like, everyone's talking about something that th- that's happened, apparently. I, d- I just, I didn't see it. it. It came off as, AJ's not the guy to give acting stuff to. 
Remember when AJ first turned heel in TNA with Ric Flair? It wasn't when he first turned heel. He'd been heel previous to that. Okay. Well, the first time I saw him turn heel <laughs> yeah. in TNA, I th- he was it was like he was acting like a heel. I never bought into him as a heel. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not saying he's turning heel here. I'm just comparing the performances. AJ was so good as a heel back in the, the in the SmackDown brand split day, like the first part of it yeah, when yeah. he was champion. But here, whatever, like, this is a character. I don't think anyone knows what the character is, which is why there's no connection with it. Well, we had this problem last year with AJ. A- AJ might have not been heel in TNA. I might have misremembered that. Mm-hmm. So it might have literally been his first heel turn. Um, but we had this issue with AJ last year because they kept telling us on commentary and in promos that, like, Joe has unlocked this new side of AJ Styles. And yet we just we never saw it. Like, it was never told through physicality. It was always mm-hmm. just... It was just words being said. You go like, "This is a different AJ now. He's he's uncontrollable, and yet there he is, just doing holds and yeah. being being very controlled." Yeah. So I d- I don't know where this is going. It's not really connecting. But like AJ does have that history of emotional outbursts that I love. Uh, it's very sparingly used these days as part of the stories, but hopefully they. Tie, I, I mean, that would make the most sense to tie it into this. I think you're very uh, unfair on AJ's acting. We saw how great he was during all the Claire Lynch stuff oh, yeah. in, uh, in TNA. Then we got Rusev coming out for a celebration, hot off his US Championship win against Shinsuke Nakamura the previous Tuesday. Oh, what, a, what a title reign Shinsuke Nakamura had as United States Champion. Mm. All those classic feuds and matches and storylines... He won that thing in June. Yeah, that's that's a good six months there of nothing. Of nothing. Like, but he, he disappeared from TV. Yeah, it's insane. He started a character, the you know, the United States of Nack America, that I don't think was ever brought up again. It had a, it had, I think it had like two backstage promo bits. Yeah, and then dropped. It's amazing as well because those two backstage bits were when I wasn't here, so it, on, I, I might never have happened mm. in my memory. Uh, but Rusev comes in. This is this was one of the more egregious times when there was loads of crowd noise and no one reacting on camera. Yeah, it did feel like there were massive chants of Rusev. Yeah, there, yeah. but there weren't. <laughs> and it was funny as well because Kayla was in the ring and she's like, the first question she asked, like, how is your reign going to be different to Nakamura's? And my first thought was like, well, I hope he has like yeah. something to do. And <laughs> uh, Lana's out there. And there, they get a, like a USA chant. Does he, he did the Pledge of Allegiance? Yeah, he pledges. He pledged his allegiance to the United States Championship of America. Mm. And Nakamura attacks him in the ring. Yeah. And Lana jumps on Nakamura's back to stop him beating up Rusev. Rusev matcha kicks Nakamura. Nakamura falls on Lana, who was a trained wrestler, just a you know, to quote a, a wrestling performer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the weight of someone landing on her was enough to just, like, that's a big injury angle. She was refed there, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. A gust of wind took her out. Um, so the, the rematch clause is antiquated, though. Yeah, and, and and Rusev, like, tried to protect her, and Nakamura was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry, Kinshasa, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Nakamura's great. He had a new weird jumpsuit thing on, which yeah. I liked, again. But, yeah, you, so this was Exhibit A, really, for me. I've written it here. Auto <laughs> rematch clause Exhibit A, yeah. in which the... The idea that you get an automatic rematch clause is dropped in like the the small print, but they're still going to book rematch after rematch to elongate these feuds. So, I mean, you've got words and you've got actions. And the new era so far has been very much about words. Mustafa Ali is probably the only thing that was an an action. But this, this is another example of it. It's not promising. Did you see what they announced for Raw as well? 
uh, a rematch between the Revival and Rude and Gable for the tag titles. Nice. Um, so after that we got finally I thought we're getting Naomi versus Mandy Rose <laughs> I know that's my first note finally Mandy Rose versus Naomi a match that was set up by former Smackdown general manager Paige on social media it's finally going to pay off here we have been joking about this for weeks on end I thought it's finally going to happen but no, no all of a sudden like they said Naomi and Mandy Rose are going to have a match Mandy Rose made her entrance and they said Mandy Rose, she's getting ready for the match. And then the next thing you know, Sonya Deville gets in and starts attacking Naomi, and the ref just goes, "Okay, yeah, I guess that's the match then." I don't, I, yeah, I don't know how it works, just like logically. No, it, it, but if I don't think about it at all, it was enjoyable. Fine, but it, as soon as you start to think, how did this happen? It all kind of unravels. Yeah. This this was playing off an angle the previous week where Mandy Rose went up to. Which one's married? Jimmy. Jimmy. I had to go. I had to Wikipedia right <laughs> under some mistletoe and was like, "Hey, do you want to kiss me?" And Naomi's like, "Oh, how dare you!" And went naughty. And then she smooched Jimmy. Yeah, well, there was mistletoe there. Uh, but the the thing Lana gets in the ring here. She takes off her her top, and underneath that is a day one ish Usos top. Yeah. And that's when Naomi sees the the like blind rage goes after Mandy, and that's when Sonya gets in. And it becomes a match there. Yeah. Um, Deville's got a new finisher, which looks like it hurts her just as much as her opponent. I uh, like it. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and and she won because uh, Naomi was distracted. Because Mandy Rose cut a promo during the middle of the match. Yeah. Uh, very she, short match. Yeah. She she had sent Jimmy a, a new well, a shower photo. Um, and that had, that distracted Naomi long enough uh, for, for Deville to hit her finisher and win. Do you know what? Hey, it's a second storyline featuring women on this show. And... That's at least something. Yeah, it, the, the picture the picture came up on the Titan Tron, which is Mandy with a, a, the longest towel you can get, <laughs> yeah. a bath robe, I think they're called. And she was wearing more in that image than she was at ringside. I wrote, I've written a note here that I, that in the cold hard light of day, <laughs> doesn't seem as good. But I've just written here should have pixelated. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than have a towel, oh, I just think you know it wasn't like it, it wasn't that. Ooh, yeah. that's that's such a nefarious thing to do. Uh, the, it's the a sorts, pretty nefarious thing. Yeah, there's sort of mind games there. But if it was a total nude picture, <laughs> but yeah, it is a PG product. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea anymore. I wrote that at six a.m. <laughs> uh, but that was enough that's, to that's distract a, Naomi. That's a, a note for the new era of TNA or Impact, yeah. rather, where they go more edgy now in then later time slot. So, you know when people get outraged about stuff like this? Like, how dare they exploit women like that? I haven't seen... I haven't seen... So, send them to me if that that has happened. I haven't seen anyone say that. Neither have I. But I, I, but I have seen people comment on this angle and go, I can't believe so many people are getting annoyed at this angle. Okay, well, <laughs> well this is just the way the internet is. Like, when it was World Vegan Day uh, last year, or whatever it was, and I just put up saying, like, happy World Vegan Day, I got so many messages from people going, like, oh, well, I've just seen too many vegans posting their agenda online. I was like, well, I mean, I've not seen anything. Mm. Like, I've, no one has sent me any of that. When I said happy vegan day, no one said to me going like, here's my vegan agenda. All I had was a lot of people telling me there are loads of people who have a vegan agenda. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was a similar thing here. I guess it's the we can't have sexy women on TV now. I'm sure someone. I'm sure, I'm so, sure someone said I it. Bet you and there that's is making a, me angry. I bet you there's an SJW out there yeah. who's really upset about this in their snowflake tower. And you know what? That's just as bad as the snowflake saying stuff. There's a healthy middle ground in the middle. Uh, someone called my wife a snowflake in our Christmas episode. A Christmas episode. Maybe they were being festive about it. Yeah, it's snowflakes saying, are Christmas. Yeah. Um, so after this, we got some nice promos for the five-way main event. Yeah, where I, it was it was Randy Orton. I think it was it was Orton first, Orton first. on a black backdrop, and the yeah. camera would zoom in as he was talking, and it would kind of crossfade into Rey Mysterio, and he would say something, and then Mustafa Ali. Yes, uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, Randy cut a promo, then Ray cut a promo, then Ali cut a promo, then we got New Year's resolutions from the Iconics mm. cutting a promo, then we got Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows cutting a promo. And Shelton Benjamin cutting a promo. And then John Cena came out to cut a promo. And before that, Mandy Rose had cut a promo during a match. It did seem like a big, long stretch of, we didn't film enough. (laughs) (laughs) But we need to fill two hours here. Uh, On on those promos, I really like the five-way promos. Just because it built up the main event. Absolutely. And Ali's just, I don't know if it's because he's, I think he might just be slightly above average at promos. But because he's fresh, yeah. he feels amazing. Yeah. I just like everything he said. I buy into what he's talking about because so far WWE haven't chipped away at his character for me. So that was enjoyable. Those New Year promos were weird. Yeah. So you had the Iconics on a on a green screen backdrop. Then Galanderson, like he said, just doing the usual nerd shtick. And then Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin appeared, reminding us he's still employed. Got angry and said, no one sticks to their New Year's resolutions. Tear down the green screen. Which was kind of cool, exposing the set. Yeah. And then he just stormed off. It was weird. Yeah. But on, on, to give a positive on this, though, yes. on your, specifically when you're saying about our leagues, I've, I've really got to agree with you that when Randy was cutting his promo, it really is just like, it's mm. the peanuts, you know, yeah. the peanuts adults. And the same thing with Ray. But as soon as Ali started to, I was like, oh, hello. Mm. And, I'm, and I was listening to what he had to say. Iconics as well said they're going to be the first women's tag team champions, which was the only mention of this. This big announcement that Vince made last week on, on the, the Christmas Eve episode of Raw, dressed as Santa, saying, like, in 2019, this is what we're going to do. And then, like, there was no mention of it mm. at all, with, apart from this one thing, which really makes me feel that this is not something they're going to be taking seriously. Well, reportedly, the NXT guys are bringing it from on their way to WWE. So it's it's a long way to get there. The The titles a have been like delayed. on their way to WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so it's it's going to take ages. Uh, it's it's somewhere somewhere by uh, Maine. So they're going to be one in NXT... And then they're going to be brought to No, I was making a joke. There's no report. I I was saying that they're bringing it on the road trip. I thought you were saying a report is there, and you have tied that into the joke we made earlier. I see what you're saying now. Very good joke. Cheers, mate. I really enjoyed it. They're better when you explain them. John Cena came out next with his hair. We also missed uh, Joe cut a promo as well. In all of those promos, Samoa Joe also cut a promo. No, he didn't. He did, yeah. I didn't have that. On my feed, I did not have a Joe promo. A Jomo. It was... Randy, Ray, Ali, Iconics, Good Brothers, Shelton Benjamin, Joe, Cena. Right. Well, I'm sure he said something of note. John Cena came out and he talked about his 2018 accomplishments, living in China for six months. In his personal life, or his private life becoming personal. Getting drunk at WrestleMania 34 before The Undertaker match. 
nothing about the great kingdom of Saudi Arabia, though, <laughs> that he was so excited to be in in April. Or the Best in the World tournament that he was a part of yeah. originally before he got replaced with... Bobby Lashley, presumably. Yeah, probably. probably. Um, so he, but he says the big question here is why is he here now? He had a great line when he was like, you know, I can, I'm still, I can float like a butterfly and sting like a bumblebee. Yeah, nice. that was a good line. He's Certified a, fresh. He's such a good promo. He is. He, he's, it, it's, he's gone through the annoying phase, and he can even do shameless self-promotion. And I'm like, yeah. that was well done. <laughs> uh, but he, he said like. The, the why I'm here, because what's going to happen is SmackDown, the people backstage, they're going to hit the music, someone's going to come out, they're going to make fun of him for breaking up with Nikki Bella, and then they'll have a match. And I'm like, okay, well, that's very predictable. That's what I thought was going to happen. And then Becky Lynch came out. I thought this was an ingenious way of setting something up and then giving you a, a very good swerve. It was absolutely, this was my favorite thing on the show. Mm. Absolutely loved this. And it was hilarious as well because they didn't they just played Becky's music they didn't show her on the ramp and I've not watched any wrestling since we left this office like I've just completely I've actively stayed of, uh, away from it and just not watched anything or really read anything and when that music hit I was like I can't remember whose music that is Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's Becky's music. Yeah. Well, that's a really nice surprise. Despite the fact, as I said, I, someone did send me the image on Saturday to yes. say that this was something that was going to happen. I completely forgot. We we forget. We yeah. forget everything. Of course, Becky Lynch was super over oh, with the pre-recorded crowd suite and noise crowd. Well, it's funny, again, because I forgot that this was a pre-recorded show, so I generally thought it was a good reaction. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she got a pretty decent reaction. Yeah. But, you know, this was... This was just awe-inspiring <laughs> it was so, positive heat. It was Mick Foley winning the title in 1999. Yeah. Uh, so Cena looked thrilled that she was there, like really, really happy. And then yeah. she cut a really great promo, which is like, you came out here expecting a man to come down, but what you didn't expect was the man. Which I thought was a really great line. And then she says, like, Cena's been on the marquee for the last 16 years, and now you're off, so I'm going to fill your shoes. And if you've got a problem with that, Nikki Bella won't be the only person to drop you. And I was like, oh, this is great, great stuff. And then, all of a sudden, Fager and Almas come out. And I was like, when Cena was cutting his promo, and I was like, okay, so he's going to be setting up what he's going to be doing at the Royal Rumble and what he's going to be doing at WrestleMania. And I was like, who could possibly be Cena's WrestleMania guy? And then when Almas came out, I was like, I didn't even think it could be Almas, but that's awesome. But the more I think about it now, the more I think, oh, this was done because they just wanted to do a mixed tag match, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Cena apparently has a movie project starting in late January. So he won't, I, d I don't think he's going to be in the Royal Rumble match. Okay. And the fact that they didn't announce anything here M would makes, me, makes it, yeah. me think that. I think this was just a one-off, a bit of New Year's Day fun. And this is a great example of WWE using a very big star to give another star a rub. You said about Andrade, a, right? No, the <laughs> Becky Lynch. This was great for Becky Lynch. So awesome. Becky was great. Uh, Becky was really good. Just that, that like, I was worried they, they were going to goofy comedy territory, but she properly stuck to her character as, I don't care who you are, I'm here to be the best, no matter what your gender is, yep. and I'm not going to be like buddy-buddy with you. And that played so well into the match, yeah. which came next. It was mainly Cena getting worked over it by was. Almas. But before we get into the match, though, I do want to mm. give credit to uh, to Vega. I thought Vega cut a really, really good promo. I mean, I was, you know, it, it was but I thought she delivered it really, really well. She was like, "You're both former champs. That's past tense, old news." And then she was like, "The uh, the Shaman Man promised a new face, but all I see is an older face in Cena and a broken face in Becky." 
Oh, was, I thought it was really, really good stuff. Very good material, very good delivery. Yep. Do you know why, Luke? Because that's what her, her job is. <laughs> she's not meant to be a wrestler. She's a very good manager. No, she's a wrestler. That's why they had a mixed tag match. Uh, she also uh, because a- Lana and Rusev are baby <laughs> Exactly. That's why this happened. So that the 2019 will be the uh, the face of Tranquilo. So mm. um, Naito's coming into WWE, I guess. Yeah, when, when he walks out <laughs> of the WWE meetings. Yeah. So this was... Yeah, this was the shrink screen ad break deal of Cena getting worked over. He he rolled out the way of the double knees from Almas to make the Becky hot tag. And Becky had a really nice sequence. Uh, and she's just about to get Vega in the arm bar, the disarmor. But Almas rescues her. Cena comes in, hits the five knuckle shuffle, but does the you can't see me not only to Almas, but to Becky as well. And I was like, that's great. And then Becky just throws him <clears throat> out the ring. Oh, well, but before that, he gets the AA and then he does the stupid new punch thing, which <laughs> sends Almas out. But after that, yeah, Becky throws Cena out the ring and gets Vega in the disarmor to win. Yeah, I was really, really cool stuff. And also, like, I mean, Lynch had the height advantage, obviously, because, Lana, you know, Lana. Yeah. It may as well be. Selena Vega was like three foot 11 or whatever she is. But um, there was a great moment when. Vega was just like, oh, I'm at a disadvantage here. She tags in Almas. Almas gets in, and Becky's not like, oh, okay, so I have to tag out now. She stood her ground. She was like, okay, brilliant. This is the next match then. I'll just fight you instead. Mm. I thought it made her look really, really cool. She had this awesome moment as well when she was like beating up uh, Zelina Vega in the corner, and the referee says, you need to get her out the corner. And she's like, oh, get her out the corner. Exploder out yeah. the corner. Oh, great. <laughs> she's so awesome. And then, just to continue the badassery, this was fantastic booking really was. from the moment Cena came out. Yeah. Uh, Cena goes to shake Becky's hand after the match. You know, like, uh, well, you know, I like kids with hustle, so shake my hand. And usually, that would, you know, Roman Reigns would have shaken that hand. Raise the not, arm. Not here, because that is patronizing. And Becky rightly just did the... No- she went for the handshake, psych, and did the you can't see me in Cena's face and then left him hanging and walked out. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the sort of anti-authority figure Becky is. And they've stayed true to that character. And that's why she's so over. Yes. I would have preferred, though... I did enjoy the show, but I would have preferred if then they would have just not cut to Cena in the ring celebrating. Because he literally did go like, well, well. Yeah. I guess that's that then. And then like it would have been better if it just like ended with Becky Lynch doing that and then walking away. And that was like your closing moment of that angle is Becky. The, the, all the focus being put on her. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, but I thought that was just from top to bottom, a very, very, very good piece of booking. Thumbs up all round. It was like it wasn't it wasn't designed for John Cena. It was all to get Becky over. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Almas was protected because he didn't take the loss. You, you know, the, the, it's so easy. Like just two years ago, that would have been Almas taking the pin from Cena. Yeah. And it would all have been about Cena, but they did the right. Almas would have got the rub though. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. just like the revival got the rub at Raw 25. They were in the ring with DX and Sh- and Kevin Nash, and they were beaten by the Club. Oh, they're gonna be megastars. So after this, we have Miz and Shane McMahon backstage. We had a recap of last week on mm. the, the, the Christmas show where Miz said that the reason why he wants to be a tag team with Shane is because he never feels like he's been like 
you know, his dad has never really believed in him as a wrestler, apart from when he was in the best in the world tournament, because that's how prestigious that tournament was. And that cup is like the best thing ever. It's basically better than winning the title. Oh, yeah. And so that's why he wants to be a tag team with Shane. And Shane was like, you know what? Everything you've just said really resonates with me. Let's be a tag team. And they hug. They're officially now a tag team. So we then got a segment where they were showing dissension. I was like, this just seven days ago. You guys decided to be a tag team. Now you're already fighting each other. Yeah. Well, I guess they're an odd couple tag team, but I agree. It would have been nice to... But they, they need that dynamic for this, the comedy to work. Miz is the really keen one, and Shane's like, uh, I don't know. But like from the word go, it felt like Shane was just not into this idea. Yeah. Like He said that last week because it was Christmas, and now he's like, actually, I really regret saying he, that. Yeah, he, he said, I'm busy <laughs> right at the start. I've got a lot to do. Yeah. It's like, there's four of you. <laughs> there's four of you McMahons oh, running the, stuff. It's so hard to run the show. The problem was, because they only had Paige and Baron Corbin doing that's why everything fell apart. They left it to one person per yeah. show. What you need is four people people doing both shows at the same time now it's a smooth ship uh so but miz miz got his this like flipboard out and he was showing different options for matching ring attire now that they're a tag team yeah and it's just it's just all of miz's stuff but shane is in also in the miz's what would you call that long coat thing that well, like trench coat thing with the goggles he referenced the matrix which <laughs> i think is fair yeah enough. yeah and he showed two of those, one black option, one red one. And the the final beat of the, the three-structured joke was them both in the same kind of leopard print trunks. Uh, but Shane's like, whose body is that? Is that Goldberg's? So it was just Shane McMahon's head on Goldberg's body. Yeah. Very good. I was so distracted by Mrs. New T-shirt mm-hmm. because it's a face. It's a yellow face, but it looks like it's got a cock and balls in its mouth. Wow. Yeah. I'm Googling. We, <laughs> we don't usually Google on air. Because it's like from a certain angle, because it's like it's the it's it's a finger. It's like doing yeah. a shh motion. Uh-huh. But because it's such a cartoony hand. I mean, I think that's on you, man. I think it might be on me. Maybe I'm it's a, it was a Freudian slip on my part. But I looked at it and I suddenly thought and I realized quickly what it was. And I was like, God, it did look like a cock and balls at one point. I like, think you're seeing cock and balls where there's there's a thumb. There's, there's <laughs> Is it a thumb? It's a finger, isn't it? He's wi- it looks weirdly like a thumb. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you might want to ask some questions for yourself. <laughs> so they, th- this was very funny. Miz is so good at performing this. But I do mm. agree. If, if uh, Shane was eager at the start of this, yeah. it, would, it would have just been a nicer overall story exactly. over weeks. If this is building up to a WrestleMania match... You want to have like you want to sort of tell the story of them like getting on with each yes, other, yeah. maybe up until fast lane question mark or like <laughs> or, or elimination chamber or whatever before then you do like the the split and then the match at Mania. Yeah, um, just like like the Kevin Owens Chris Jericho stuff was so strong because they were so together and you bought into that relationship. Yeah. You want you don't the idea is that you don't want that relationship to end because when one of them does end it. Then they're now a heel. Yeah. And that's where you get the heat from. Uh, but Miz is talking excitedly about how they can do all these costume bits, and Shane sneaks out while he's talking. So, no, he sneaks out. He like he re- rolls his eyes, being like, This dude yeah. first. Why am I hanging out with this idiot? Um, speaking of rolling the eyes, then we got the same six promos for On Their Way to WWE. Still on their way. They're still on their way. What um, are they going to do when they get there? have mid-card matches because we've been seeing Lars Sullivan's been teased now since November he's lurking he is lurking but yeah we're so disappointed we didn't get our lurking pitches that we did where he's just going to be in the background of like shots yeah. at TLC just like slightly behind like a, bill- <laughs> a pillar or something he uh so 
a P, I think it was PW Insider. Someone reported that next Tuesday, next Monday and Tuesday are going to be big episodes. They've got a lot of angles. They're probably like the stored first for January episodes of the new era. Yeah, these aren't pre-taped episodes. Yeah. They're the first live ones. So potentially some debuts there. Yep. Uh, if not the Royal Rumble, but you would expect all of these to be debuted on the main roster by the end of January. And then finally... So. Otherwise we're going to see all these promos for uh, months on end. <laughs> uh, the, the main event was the five-way, but the last thing we'll talk about is Triple H going up to Asuka and asking her, hey, who do you want to face at the Royal Rumble? And in the most orchestrated <laughs> way possible, Charlotte just so happens to be hanging out off camera yeah. and goes, well, I think I should face her. Carmella, this is all in one shot. Carmella then walks in, or I should. And then, like, off in the background, Becky Lynch hears all this and walks in the shot, well, I should be facing Asuka. Yeah. And then Triple H looks at them all and goes... Ah, you all make good points. We're taken under consideration. Yeah. Again, enjoyable, totally fine. But when you think about it for one second, what the hell is going on? Where well, they're all just waiting there near Triple H, just standing in a line, and pretend they don't know that each other are there. Yeah, so, uh, when when Charlotte walked in, I thought Triple H was introducing her, like he had orchestrated for her to come in and be like, "Here is your new contender." I didn't realize that Charlotte was, had done that in kayfabe of her own volition. Yeah. It was, or at least Triple H go, well, Charlotte yes. here, and, and then Carmella here. She's got a case. And, and you do it that way. This was There are ways to do this where it doesn't look stupid. <laughs> I, I just thought it was, uh, it was a bit silly. I thought it was a bit silly. Also, like as I said in the, the review, of those four names, three of them had a match at TLC together. And yeah, I'd have liked to have seen like Nikki Cross, for example. Like, Why didn't you put her into, into this slot? Like, These three make their cases, and then Nikki Cross would be like, actually... Maybe I should get this. Maybe in a slightly more crazier way, go like, be, by the way, I think it should be me. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe they, well, so that's like it. Ne- next week. Yeah, next week we just... have got like, it's the big, as you say, it's the first live shows since before Christmas. So those will be like the first actual episodes of 2019. This really, I, I sent the review, this was like a phoned in episode because they're probably expecting a lousy rating for New Year's Day. But it was a fun phoned in episode. episode. But that's all we've got time for. You you gave it a low four out of five. I give it a four out of five overall. I would give it. I would give it a four out of five. Yeah, I think think four out of five is fair. I think that's fair because we enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. As I said, like in the review, like it wasn't a bad episode by any stretch of imagination. And it's impossible to say that a show with that Becky Lynch segment and that really fun five way is anything worse than a four out of five. Exactly. Nice Foley work. Thanks, man. So, yeah, so this present did arrive uh, after the Christmas show. So we can unwrap things, but I'm going to try and find out if uh, who it's from. Can you, can you read what that says? I don't know. Oh, this is tiny. I don't know if they're, um, they're two eight each of us or if it's just there was some writing on the, the paper that he has. Learn. That, to me, looks like canned five. Canned five? I, I'm, I'm confident that's canned five. Okay. Or land? Luke? If that's Luke, uh, let's just say that's Luke. Yep. And uh, okay, so, so we've got one each. So this comes from Chris Michaels, and I know this comes from Chris Michaels because he said he wanted to send us this, a CM Punk bobblehead. A ginger CM Punk <laughs> bobblehead. Yep. Why is he ginger? I don't know. Oh, he's also sent us like some... Uh, dog tags. Thank you very much for the the bobblehead. Absolutely. Well, there's more. There's, oh, look at this. We did ask for tat. That is a, a Wade Barrett dog tag. Punk has had many different hairstyles. All of them have been very, very dark brown um, or black. Yep. 
But when was he ginger? I don't know. That is not even close to his his uh, WWE hair color. And he's also missing all of the arm tattoos as well. Yeah. Like even, not even the copyrighted ones of like you know the the Cobra or the Pepsi logo. Have they used Seamus's stock head? <laughs> Could be. Oh, there's another uh, dog tag for you there, which is Roman Reigns. Um, the big dog the tag. The big dog tag. Uh, oh, another Wade Barrett and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, in terms wow. of like, although one of the the, the big dog tag Thank chain you. has come off. I'm guessing these ones are probably for me, uh, but it's um, their Pop Funko keychains. One is of Freddy Krueger, and the other one is of Jason Voorhees. So those are. Very, very cool, and I'm going to put those to one side so no one else. Oh, takes they are them. cool because I really like those. Um, the so these are these are not just any uh, dog tags, weird dog tags. Yeah. Some of them have authentic pieces of Wade Barrett's shirt on the back. No. And one of them has an authentic piece of Dolph Ziggler's shirt on the back. I think you say Dolph Ziggler's hair for a second then. No, oh, if only. Wow, authentic piece of Dolph Ziggler's shirt. Have a, what's, what's the fabric like? I don't know. What, does, does it, does it does smell it, of Barrett? Does it, it smells feel, of metal. Does it feel cheap like a lot of WWE t-shirts? No, I think he's got the... I mean, it feels thin. Yeah. The what Ziggler a weird are, thing to include on the, the back of a keyring. thin as well. That's it's so not a keyring, it's a dog tag. I, I walk around with a bit of your clothing in a locket I wear around my neck bag. With a picture Barrett. of you as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you could do double Barrett's because that Barrett's... Um, where's the other Barrett? The other Barrett's just got a signature. Yes. So you could double Barrett it with a signature and the piece of clothing. When we go to meet Wade Barrett, or Stu Bennett, I should say, um, uh, uh, ne- later this year, we should definitely wear these. We're meeting him? Well, I'd imagine we probably will. We'll probably run into him at some point. <coughs> it's, just, it's, that, it's just the world we're in. But we should definitely wear these dog tags when we meet him. I love your blind confidence. <laughs> but anyway, should we open up the presents? Okay. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do this one because I think that might be... This might be for me, or it could be Laurie's and that those those Funko ones were yours. Yeah, well okay. let's find out because we're going to open these up. Maybe now. the CM Punk one was for me. Could be because you do love him so. What is the what um what magazine has this been wrapped up in? <laughs> I don't know because it's it's a foreign magazine. It's it's got dollars on it. Uh, Telefonica, but it, but it looks like it's Spanish. Okay. Oh, it, it well that, that's very much Spanish. That one there. El futuro, hoy. Uh, um, oh, it's some. Uh, oh well, this. <laughs> okay, I've definitely got your present. I've, de- I've, de- oh, fact, yeah. I've, I'm going to rewrap it slightly so I can hand it to you because I mean, that, that de- this one definitely this is for one. you. Well, if you pass it here, I can finish that off for you. It's quite cold in here, said. folks. And my, you know, when you lose dexterity in your extremities. Mm. Holy mama! <laughs> it's a Smackdown card of Tory Wilson. Is that signed by Tory? It's many cards of Tory Wilson. That's how I knew this is your Whoa. present. It is all, it's lots of trading cards, but just of Tory Wilson. No, one's of Raven. Oh, that Raven one's probably mine. That then. one's for you. Yep. What's with all the bad news Barrett stuff? <laughs> there's one of Barrett, and there's one of Raven versus Tajiri. Oh, there. wow. I'll keep these Tory Wilson ones. Yep. This is weird. Uh, off the back of the Nikki Bella life-size cardboard cutout I won from you yep. on the Christmas special. Yeah, I still am not do going I, into this present yet. Do I lech too much? I thought I had quite a good handle on, on saying women, are, tra- women are, tra- are attractive. And another pop vinyl for our desk collection, this one of Paige, I'm going to guess it's Paige. She's Paige got a, here. She's got a P on her top, which would suggest to me that it is Paige. <coughs> or is it 
the woman in the movie playing Paige because she looks oh. more like her. Oh, it could be. Have come out. Florence Pugh, is that her name? Sounds about right. Florence Puff. Wow, like the eras of Tori Wilson. <laughs> Look at those. Is that your new book? Uh, the eras of Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson through the years. Weirdly, um, none of them are my favourite Tory, which is modern day Tory. It's 2018 uh, Tory. Uh, you've got kind of, oh, is this a sticker? Uh, so we've got a, a Tory Wilson WWE Heritage sticker, WWE Divas Tory Wilson, Queens of the Ring Tory Wilson, Ring Divas. So that's WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Uh, Tori Wilson restricted access range of cards. Yep. There she is in a bikini on the back. Uh, it says access granted. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is just an awful thing to put on that. That's very attractive. And then we've got a, a SmackDown edition one of a Raw versus SmackDown one. So thank you very wow. much for all of this, Chris Michaels. He, he adds in his email, your show is one of the things that helped me through my depression. Can't go one day without watching you guys. Keep up the great work. Tell me when you get them. Thanks. Well, thank you, my man. This is yeah, really, really great stuff. And um, particularly like the, the Raven signed things. It's Dreadlock era Raven as well, which I, 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 I you know, some people might say it's a controversial uh, era, but I, I, I like him. Um, I've, I've got these, these just keep on giving. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> on... Uh, wait, wait, okay, here we go. So this, these are the captions on the back of these cards. Mm-hmm. Wilson fulfilled many men's wildest dreams at WrestleMania 19. While the Miller-like girls were beating each other with pillows on an oversized bed, Tori was busy ripping off Stacey Keebler's top and spanking her. <laughs> that doesn't... Out of context... You take WrestleMania out of that. Yep. What, what the hell is going on? WrestleMania moments. Um, and here... Tori joins Trish Stratus as one of the few females to ever really humble Vince McMahon. All of those names have TM next to them. Even Vince? Even Vince. What? On, on the June 2nd, 2001 edition of SmackDown TM, Vince, TM, promised to make Tori, TM, a huge star and even had her follow him to a secluded office. When the renegade billionaire tried to get fresh, though... Uh, fans soon discovered that Tori TM was really working for Linda McMahon TM. No, no she wasn't. That's not the story. She wasn't working for Linda. <coughs> she was. She was doing it. Um, Linda found them, but I guess like she, you know, she wasn't working for Linda. I suppose she was working with her. But Tori was part of the alliance. She was part of WCW. Don't don't question stop their history. WWE <laughs> changing their own storylines. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. I suppose. Uh, so we've. We're running out of time, but do this email that you yes. want. Yes, uh, quickly here from Nick Feldkamp, uh, who writes, Hello, Luke, Ollie, and the rest of the Wrestle Talkers. Uh, I have another entry into the what am I supposed to do in the bathroom conversation. This one may not be so controversial, as I'm pretty sure I just have a weird friend who doesn't represent any majority or minority. This bathroom, I've included a video, has a <laughs> toilet and a urinal in the same room. Wow. And he told me that you are not supposed to lock the door in the bathroom like this. It's meant for two people. This seems outrageous to me. What? I'd like your opinions. He could be doing a sit down. What? That's weird. Yeah, that is. So that is a toilet, a proper toilet with like then a full size uh, urinal that is next to it. Right next to it. So to the side of. Not, yeah, there is no. Not bath- on the opposite wall. There's no. And it doesn't even look like there was once a wall. Uh, it just looks like there never was a wall there. Oh, that's that. That feels okay. So that thing exists. We can't change that. Yeah. But if you do, 
if you, you know if you, if you want to go for a number two, do they say number two in America? Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you want to go for the more solid part of excretion, mm-hmm. you've got to be locking that door. Yeah. You don't want to get someone to walk in and then go, "You're right, mate," yeah. and have and have a wee next to you. You could be there for ages. I usually am because I like to play <laughs> games Lemmings. on my phone. Sudoku, lemmings, what you got? Anything, anything to pass the mundanity of my lunchtime. <laughs> when I was working at Game Station as a, as a uh, student at university, I got through so much of Phoenix Wright uh, through yeah. toilet breaks. Yeah, I used to, I did, the amount of Sudoku I used to play on other people's money. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting in the toilet, I don't want to go back. Sudoku's <laughs> an interesting way of saying Sudoku. Sudoku? I don't know. I change it a lot, like Daniel Cormier. Daniel, call me A. Daniel, call me who? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is all we've got time for on this episode. It's good to be back. I've I've missed this. I don't think I've missed getting up early to watch wrestling, but I have missed coming into the office and talking about it with you fine folk. Uh, So thank you very much for all your correspondence. We'll have more of those on the podcast tomorrow when Laurie and I review NXT. And then we'll be back for the first magazine show of 2019 with your crap gimmicks and your mailbag questions so if you are one of our pledge hammers head over there and get your uh, questions in now but we'll see you then take care i love you goodbye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.